Hello and welcome to Conscious Business with the Corporate Yogi. I'm your host, Julie Zuzak. This podcast helps entrepreneurs develop the mindset needed to build and grow a conscious business. Whether you know it yet or not, your mindset is the subconscious blueprint that determines your success. Each episode, we explore the different ways that your business calls you forth to grow on a personal level and through your relationships. So get out of your head, into your heart, and let's dive right in, shall we? Okay, so I want to talk about divine downloads today. Now, I know that we are all at slightly different places in our spiritual journey, but I feel like this is a really important topic. So it might be something that really resonates and applies to you today, or it might be something that we plant as a seed and you circle back to it in the future. Either way, it's a really important topic. So I'm curious, where do you get your inspiration? What is your relationship with your creativity and with the divine? Or as Elizabeth Gilbert calls it, your creative genius. Now you might have read years ago Elizabeth Gilbert's book, Eat, Pray, Love. Or maybe you even saw the movie. After that book became such a mega hit, she actually started to run into people who would ask her if she was worried about the success of her new book and the potential of it never ever reaching that same success that Eat, Pray, Love did. And on a personal quest, she started to get really curious and research the creative process of artists in history. And in 2009, she actually did a TED Talk called Your Elusive Creative Genius. It has more than 12 million downloads, and it ranks as one of the 20 most popular TED Talks of all time. Now, she expands on this topic in a book that she just recently published called Big Magic. Now, she brings forth a lot of historic references and interviews with contemporary artists to talk about this notion of creativity coming from outside of ourselves and it being divine, rather than us taking credit for all of our creativity coming from our own brain. And I have to be honest, I am fascinated with this topic and it applies to conscious business in so many ways. Now, I recommend her TED Talk all the time, and I personally feel responsible for a good percentage of those 12 million views. I know I've watched it a bunch of times, and I know a lot of other people that do too. Now, when she published this book, Big Magic, I was so grateful because she's putting a name to something that so many people struggle with and really need help understanding. So here's a look at what we're going to learn today. First, we're going to talk about the art of receiving gifts, specifically divine gifts. In our second segment, we're going to talk about why it is so important to recognize divine inspiration when it happens. In the third segment, I'm going to explain how to distinguish when an idea or when your creativity is divine. And in the last segment, I'm going to share four tips to help you enhance your divine downloads. But first, I want to start with a story. 
Now, I want you to imagine that I handed you a gift, a really beautifully wrapped gift. And as you open it, you're so excited because it is exactly what you wanted. And it's beautiful and it's going to make you happy and it's going to make your life so much easier. Now, what would you do as soon as you opened it? Would you look at me and say, thank you? Or would you be really suspicious and curious and ask me where I bought it and look around to see if you can find a price tag to figure out where it came from? Would you ask me how much I paid for it and try to understand exactly why I bought it for you and refuse to enjoy the gift until you found out exactly where it came from and what it was for? Okay, okay, I know this seems like kind of a silly example, You would never do that with a gift, would you? I mean, that's kind of really rude behavior. It would just be tacky, wouldn't it? I think we can both agree on that. But why then do we question our divine gifts? Gifts like our inspiration and our creativity and our brilliant ideas. I see so many people question their inspiration when it comes to them and put more time and effort into being suspicious rather than trusting and using their gifts. Or they're more worried about trying to figure out what it is and how to define it and how to put a label on it than they are willing to cultivate it and use this power for good. And truthfully, I really believe that we all All of us have the potential to tap into some form of divine inspiration, but I just don't think many people are really even conscious of that potential. And part of the reason is because often it flows to us when we aren't even trying, and so we aren't even conscious about it. The most common example I hear all the time is when people say that they get great ideas in the shower. Does this happen to you? Do you get your best ideas in the shower? And then the second most common complaint I hear is that people crawl into bed at the end of a very long day and they're trying to unwind and go to bed and yet all these great ideas are flowing through to them, just racing through their head. Okay, so let's take a second to look at both these examples more closely because I want you to get really clear about what's going on here. This is my take on this situation. Both these scenarios, you're actually being purely present and purely mindful. You're letting go of your day. You're finally turning off your brain and your mind to go to sleep. And yet all these good ideas are flowing. Are the good ideas and the creativity really coming from your mind? Or is this a place of stillness and consciousness that is allowing your creativity to finally flow through you because for the first time all day you were still and had your thinking mind and your ego turned off same thing goes with the shower what happens when you're in the shower well you're letting the water just rush over your body and you're actually paying attention to the sensations and the warmth of the water as it connects with your skin And this is really similar to what we do when we meditate, right? Or when we become mindful. One of the techniques that we really, really often give to people when they're starting out is to observe the sensations on their skin. It's a really popular tool. 
that new meditators use because we want people to be still and to be conscious. Now, we ask them often to close their eyes and pay attention to sensations on their skin, specifically on their fingers. And we like to sweep across from the thumb to the pinky finger and then work your way back. When we do this technique, especially with the fingers, it allows you to focus on a very specific and a very defined area to pay attention to and to tune in. This is exactly what you're doing when you're in the shower. Your mind is turned off and you're focused on sensations and on feeling. So my question to you is, do you often get creative ideas and inspiration? If you do, I want you to start to think about something. Are these ideas actually coming from you, from your brain? Or are these states of consciousness and being absolutely present that are allowing you to tap into your divine creativity. Now, I personally think that Elizabeth Gilbert is definitely onto something big. When we start to view our creativity as coming from outside of ourselves, it provides us with a very healthy container to work within for a few different reasons. It takes the undue pressure off of ourselves if things aren't going so well. And in those times when we're not feeling really creative, it also helps us lessen our ego from getting really blown out of proportion because we've done something particularly impressive. Here's a passage that I want to share from her book, Big Magic. The idea of an external genius helps to keep the artist's ego in check distancing him somewhat from the burden of taking either full credit or full blame for the outcome of his work. If your work is successful, in other words, you're obligated to thank your external genius for the help. That's holding you back from total narcissism. And if your work fails, then it's not entirely your fault. You can say, hey, don't look at me. My genius didn't show up that day. Now, another benefit of using this creative genius approach is that it helps to cultivate our spirituality. And remember, we define spirituality as being two different things, recognizing that there is a greater power or source out there that we are all connected to, and recognizing that we are all connected to each other at an energetic level. Now, some people refer to this as being in a state of flow where ideas and concepts can really flow freely to you. And that's another great way to look at it. I like to use the word divine as a catch-all. And that simply means that inspiration is coming from outside of you. And when it does, your job is to take this idea or this creativity or inspiration and take action. Don't question it. Don't doubt it. Don't let your ego get distracted by trying to think about how special you are or how you're better than everyone else because you have this gift that they don't. Don't get tempted to go down that road. No good ever comes from comparing. Remember that. Simply take the gift and share it. Because here's the thing. When the idea comes, it doesn't just come to you. It gets sent to many different people and people all over the world at very different times. And if you don't act on it, then someone else will. And for some people, 
that's great and many people can work on the same thing at once. But for other things, well, you really do need to be the first one out there. Now, a URL is a perfect example of this or a domain name. Believe it or not, I've actually had three different people reach out to me and tell me that they had the idea, the inspiration to use the name The Corporate Yogi. And when they searched it, they came up with my website and they were really frustrated. And those are just the people who have actually reached out to me to let me know. So I know that there might be others out there who have had that similar experience. And I also know that there's other people using a similar name, but just under a blog or other sort of organizations. Now, I take absolutely no credit for my company name. I know that it was a divine gift that was sent to me before I even thought about starting a business. But luckily, I had the courage to act on it and act quickly and buy the domain name and trademark the name before I even started the business. Now, Elizabeth Gilbert also shares a perfect example of this, of one idea or one piece of inspiration being sent to multiple people. So she was working on a book idea. She tells this story in Big Magic. It's a great story. I love this story. She was working on this book and with life circumstances and other things happening, she was sort of distracted from the book. And later on, she connected with another author who was also working on a book. And as they started to talk to each other, they both realized they were working on books that were set in the Amazon. And after comparing notes, they realized they were essentially working on the exact same book. So similar that it was uncanny. So Elizabeth's book was about a middle-aged spinster from Minnesota who'd been quietly in love with her married boss for many years. He gets involved in a harebrained business idea, goes down to the Amazon jungle, and a bunch of money and a person go missing, and the character, lead character, gets sent down there to solve things. And it's a love story. Okay, so that's her book. Now, in talking to her friend, this was her friend's description of her book. It was about a spinster from Minnesota who's been quietly in love with her married boss for many years. He gets involved in a harebrained business scheme in the Amazon jungle, a bunch of money, and a person go missing, and the main character is sent down there to solve things. And it's a love story. So when I first read this passage from the book, I was smiling ear to ear because this happens all the time. Now for me, I see it with business ideas, not necessarily with books and creative concepts, but still it's the same thing that's happening. It's just we often aren't paying attention to see it. And the other thing is what are the odds that you're ever going to bump into or in this case become friends with the other person who's working on the same project? You see, inspiration gets sent in so many different ways to so many different people. So it's up to you whether or not you choose to act on it. But I do know this, your ability to receive divine inspiration is a gift and it can be cultivated to be optimized. You can fine tune it to receive more easily, to receive more frequently. 
So I just want to say that by no means am I an expert at this topic. I want to manage your expectations here. There's a lot of people out there who are, I'm sure, a lot more knowledgeable than I am. But I am happy to share what I do know and what I have learned over the years. The most common question that I always receive is, how do I know if an idea came from me or if it's divine inspiration? And this is such a good question. And the answer is simple. Divine inspiration comes to you when you're not trying and you're not even looking. It often comes in the form of a good idea, but one that might not seem relevant to you right now. And when these ideas come to you, please write them down. Write them down, write them down, write them down, write them down. I have heaps and heaps of notes and ideas. And when I look back on the months later or even years later, I think, wow, that is such a great idea. And in fact, I can't even seem to keep up with all the ideas that I have. So please get in the habit of writing them all down because they might not make sense today in this moment, but there will be a reason and they will be relevant in the future, I promise. So don't ever trust that you're going to be able to remember a business idea or a concept because you won't. And don't judge it if it doesn't seem relevant or important today. Just write it down and tuck it away somewhere. And later on when you come across it, it'll be like finding that spare $20 in your pocket when you put on your winter coat. You'll be pleasantly surprised. Now the other way to make use of divine inspiration is to ask for it. For example, if you're feeling stuck or you're facing a really big challenge or a problem, try to avoid (laughs) your ego from rushing in to fix the problem straight away. If possible, give yourself some breathing room from the problem and ask for a solution. Then in the next day or so, a solution will be presented to you. Always. But you have to do three important things. You have to ask for a solution. You have to trust that a solution will be presented to you. And thirdly, you have to keep your eyes open to see the solution when it shows up. And this is why Deepak Chopra always says, do not force solutions on problems, thereby creating more problems. If you want help, ask for it and then be patient until the solution arrives. I have had so many instances of inspiration over the years, either ideas that I have acted on immediately or pieces of an idea that get drip fed to me and I have to piece them together like a puzzle. My concept of building Retreat U is another great example. As soon as I launched it, I had four different people say to me in the matter of months, I'm not kidding, oh, you know, I've been thinking of creating that exact thing for years, but I never got around to it. And you know what? It doesn't mean that they can't do it. They could absolutely create a product offering. But when I hear people say that, it makes me happy and it makes me proud that I took action when I did. So I want to give you a few tips of how you can really cultivate your divine downloads. But before I do, I want to check in on your planning and goal setting for 2017. 
Have you started thinking about it? I hope you have because it's coming soon. We're in November now. If you haven't, don't worry. I've got your back. I have been working on a very comprehensive goal-setting exercise to help you plan and prepare for the new year. So I'm going to send out a survey tomorrow asking for your input on a few details, like when should we hold it? Uh, Do you want it to be live or do you want it to be recorded so that you can just listen to it on demand? So watch out for that November 22nd newsletter and you will get the chance to take the survey and have input into what we create. So I'm really excited for this chance to work with you and help you with your strategic planning for 2017 because it is going to be an amazing year. So here are some tips to help you cultivate your divine inspiration. And I can tell you one thing that I know for sure, and that is that no one ever, ever says, I am my most creative when I'm sitting at my desk in front of my computer with a blank Word doc open and a flashing cursor. No one ever says that. Creativity rarely comes or flows when you're in a highly structured environment like that. It just doesn't because you're trying too hard. What I want you to do is to start paying attention to when you are your most creative. Is it when you're with others or on your own? What time of day is it? Are you typically inside or outside? Are you moving? Are you doing something like walking, riding a bike? Or are you static? Are you sitting still? Are you at your peak energy for the day? Are there certain foods or beverages that you typically eat or consume that help with your creativity? A a really common one that I hear a lot is that people say they get downloads or inspiration when they just finish a yoga class. I tend to hear that a lot too. Does that happen to you? Remember, there are no right or wrong answers here. Our goal is just to determine when you are at your most creative. Figure out what that perfect environment is and then replicate that. Okay, so here are four tips to help you cultivate your divine downloads. Tip number one, keep your temple clean. Your body is your temple. So you have to get enough sleep. You have to eat healthy food. You have to drink lots of water and you have to have regular exercise. Tip number two, meditation. You knew that was coming, right? Have time every day. I don't care if it's long. It can only be five minutes, two minutes, whatever you can give me. That's fine. But do it regularly where you can be silent, where you can clear your mind, where you can focus on your breath and be inside your body. Tip number three, incorporate a mindful exercise practice. And yes, we all know that exercise is important to keep your body healthy and strong and you want to have those good opportunities to really break a sweat, really get your heart rate up and your blood pumping. But if you're really, really smart, you'll also incorporate a mindful form of exercise into your weekly routine like yoga or like Tai Chi that will really teach you how to breathe and move at the same time and really teach you how to feel into your body and be present. 
Tip number four, have DRT every day. And DRT stands for dedicated receiving time. And this is so important because these days we are flooded with technology, with our devices, with our social media, and our always-on culture of comparing. Schedule time where you do nothing. But allow your creativity to come through you in those times. This can be doing nothing. It can be journaling. It can be going for a walk outside. None of these activities, though, can be multitasking. So you can't go for a walk for your dedicated receiving time and also be listening to a podcast. (laughs) That doesn't count. But you could listen to a podcast and then go out for a walk on your own in silence. What I want you to do is have a time in the day where your thinking ego mind can be turned off and your creativity can be turned on to receive new ideas and creative solutions. You see, because when our thinking mind is on, our ego is on, it shuts off the ability to receive our inspiration. And while ideas might come to you during meditation, it's really best to have this separate time in your day that is different than your meditation practice. So many of us have this every 15 minutes of our day blocked out with something booked. And I am a huge fan of time blocking throughout the day. But I always make sure that I have time in the afternoon or in my evening where I can go out for a walk or have dedicated time to receive new ideas. When you don't have dedicated receiving time scheduled during your day, this is when the good ideas have to come late at night, you know, when your head hits the pillow or in the shower when you can't write them down because you didn't allow for those ideas to flow to you during the day when you could properly cultivate them or write them down and recognize how brilliant they are. Okay, so let's recap those four tips to cultivate your divine downloads. Number one, keep your temple clean. Two, meditation. Three, a mindful exercise practice like yoga or tai chi. And four, have dedicated receiving time, DRT, every day. And it's time to start wrapping up this episode on divine downloads. Please be sure to subscribe to this episode on iTunes or Stitcher so you don't ever miss an episode. And be sure to watch out in the newsletter tomorrow, November 22nd, to take that survey about the goal setting workshop. I have a pretty good idea of what I want to create, but this is the perfect time for you to give me your feedback now so I can incorporate it and fit in anything that you have that you really, really want to see part of it. Thanks for hanging out with me today. Remember that being an entrepreneur is the most intense form of personal development that you will ever go through. So be patient and be kind to yourself. Deep down inside, you know how powerful you are. Now it's time to step up and let the rest of us see it.